Welcome to Shatter Glass. Stories of extraordinary women shattering the glass ceiling. I'm Marita Garrett. And I'm Monica Hirschberger. It has been a while, so want to say welcome to our new listeners. Happy you're here. And you know it's been a crazy summer. Um, a lot of you found us out um, due to a couple other podcasts with the same name. One totally unrelated to our mission as it is a Steve Stone Cold Austin fan, but don't worry, I do speak Austin 316. Um, but, you know, it's been a summer of learning experiences, a sur- summer of pivoting, um, a summer of part two of this pandemic, because guess what? We are still in the pandemic. And it's been, you know, it's been something else. It's been seeing something that, you know, you've worked for, that you've put in blood, sweat, and tears that um, you don't get paid for, uh, but it's purely a passion of love. And to see it kind of blow up, but not in the way that you thought. And that also comes with a lot of different, you know, number one emotions. And that comes with a lot of different opinions, whether we have new supporters, whether we have new haters, you all are welcome here because that's one thing we've been from day one, aligning with our mission of empowering other women, uplifting other women, seeing everyone, specifically women, specifically Black women, women of color, shatter the glass ceiling and highlight the amazing tribulations of women shattering the glass ceiling. You know, real quick to keep it brief, um, because everybody can go back to our intro episode and catch up. But, you know, we started almost out of a hopeless place, out of the post-November 2016 election, where, you know, we really didn't think would we ever see a woman president in the United States. Still don't have one, but I think we're getting closer. We got a female vice president now, so here we go. But just to see, you know, something we love and hold dearly so much um, just kind of spin out of control. But one of the things, then we'll talk a little bit about this later in the episode, is the silver lining through all of this, through the new followers, supporters we've had, through the new support, friends, um, colleagues that we made on this. So this is, uh, it's been a summer, but one that I would not trade. Um, and especially, you know, going through this experience uh, with you, Mon, and Jess, our illustrious producer. So Mon, how are you feeling? What, what are we feeling about summer 2021? Definitely not self-care summer 2021, but we'll self-care summer 17 that feels like a lifetime ago I babies we were babies (laughs) I remember it so fondly um well this year has been totally insane when we to just to set the stage for when we pressed pause on shattered glass it was two days before I gave birth to my child (laughs) that we recorded our last episode And we were, you know, pretty purposefully given me a little bit of space to like learn how to be a mom and um, figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life. And then, you know, we also were like, oh, well, we record in my attic. So that's going to be pretty inconvenient (laughs) if there's a baby crying through it, you know. And then when my kid was four months old, the pandemic hit, I 
was working full time. You were working, Jess was working and we were all working from home. And this was like kind of this new life that we had. Um, I was taking care of my kid full time because my daycare was shut down. And that was like an enormous crisis for the entire United States and world. So, I mean, it's been uh, a wild ride. And this summer alone, I moved to a new city. I live in Cleveland now. Yeah. Northeast Summit <laughs> County. Well, we all know Akron reigns supreme, but Cleveland got love for you. Akron Youngstown. Yes. Native Ohioans. We just, yes. you know, you know the magnetism of Northeast Ohio. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's something for sure. It's definitely something. But you know, we did we paused, we needed for me to be able to take some parental leave. But also when you're in the when you're doing something creative, you need time to rejuvenate, get new ideas, or just take a break. Like we're all about self-care. We needed a break. And that was really clear, I think, um, to all three of us uh, when we did press pause. So this has been a real labor of love and it's been really, um, it has been emotional to see it kind of, you know, this is the first time in my life I've ever gotten hate mail. So I thought that I would be kind of excited about it because it was like kind of a rite of passage in some way, but I'm going to be honest. It made it so clear to me that it, that is not the life for me. <laughs> it's just like, Marita, you're a public figure, you know, yeah, that you know, I also, uh, was, still am mayor, but was being a mayor while overseeing this uh, global pandemic. So, you know, for those who have said, oh, well, why haven't you really? Yeah, again, uh, we have full-time jobs that this does not pay. We love it, but labor of love. And, you know, I really want to shout out the positive that we've got. It's about the love. And for that, we are grateful for the numerous supporters, the people who've reached out to us, our longtime supporters, friends and family who've been there for us. So that does not go unrecognized. And we are so appreciative of that. And also, again, shouting out our new followers, our new listeners. We're so happy that you're here. We're so happy that you came across us. For those who you know may have read our open letter, if you didn't, it's on our webpage but creators deserve to own their brand and protect their work and that's not a temporary thing that's not like oh only if you create uh back to back every year or you know in that like no we deserve to own our brand protect our work and going back to what we were saying earlier and take a break so one of the things learning from this experience is that you know definitely the importance of copyright any idea, intellectual property, um, you know, definitely that's one of the first steps you can do to protect your brand. And again, no brand, no company, no organization, no idea is too small or too little. So don't think, oh, it's just a thought or a fleeting thought. I shouldn't have to, you know, try to brand it or copyright it. You absolutely should. You absolutely should. And, you know, although this summer uh, did not predict for all of this, but I'm proud of the journey that we've embarked on. I'm proud of the stance that we have taken. And also hearing from other creators, specifically women, Black creators, uh, person of color creators, their led work makes me happy that, you know, we could use what platform we could to highlight that. And we're starting to see kind of the shift in creators and people ownership. I mean, one of the big things I think we've really seen 
is with the whole TikTok strike. And most recently within the past uh, few weeks that the um, you know judges awarded some of those TikTok creators the rights to material being used so that now they can monetize their IP, their intellectual property, the work that they've put in there. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, we stand by, I stand by, this is bigger than us. This is okay. especially as a Black woman, every day, you know, dealing with microaggressions or dealing with, you know, oh, this was just her idea. Let me take that. No one will say anything or let me co-op. It was bigger than, um, it was bigger than our name. Absolutely. And we reckon, you know, we didn't invent the word shattered glass, but there's a reason that it resonates with people is because um, it's such an important part of a a working woman's life um, is figuring out like, what are the glass ceilings that are, that are, have held women back in the past and how can we shatter all of them? That's what this has been about this whole time. And I think Um, it's been so powerful to see all of the supporters come out of the woodwork and say, there's so much space. There's so much space. I I hope that there are 10,000 more episodes in the world of women interviewing women about, um, the, the, the good things that they're doing and the assets that they bring to the table. And I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we had to do that. And I'm so grateful to the people that took the time to be interviewed by us because it was such a treat. Like it was such a, a magical experience to talk to Jamilka Borges about what's her secret ingredient for all of her, you know, her recipes. You know, when we talked to Kay Oyegun, which was our, our first, this was a pre-pandemic remote interview back when it was like, we had to figure out how do we record a conversation over Skype? (laughs) You know, it was so stressful. And we were like in our attic practice, in my attic practicing recording over and over again for hours. Um, You know, now this is something that we were able to do in a snap because this is what the world does now. But that first interview that was remote, I would never that amount of stress was too much for you. It was figured out time zones. That was right. Yes. But you know, we got to learn about Kay who writes for uh, this is us and knowing Oprah, you know, that was so huge. And I'm so grateful for all those opportunities and just so grateful that those conversations resonate with people and uh, have inspired people to run for office or find a new job or, you know, seek out their passions in some new way. And I think that that's why we existed in the first place. And that's uh, what I hope lots and lots of creators will continue to do. Um, I couldn't agree more. We've talked about this so much. Marita and Jess and I have talked so much about the importance of just protecting the creations that you have and, Mm -hmm. and, and letting people who are creators take a break and practice self-care, you know, like that's such, that's such an important part of creating. So I'm hopeful that this has, this has ignited some kind of uh, flame under those who want to protect small creators. Um, and Marita, you, I think you should introduce the three amazing women who were supporters that we never knew. Uh, they were total strangers and they reached out to us and, um, helped us to think through 
the importance of creators' rights. Woo, yes, these magnificent ladies coming out of Chi-Town. Um, I want to give special thanks and shout out and introduce the team at Prequel. That is Andrea Mack, Natasha Scott. Um, you know, what's funny, again, so when talking about um wouldn't have traded this because we were able to make some amazing connections. And that's how we ended up with the prequel team and also um, the legal representation of Christina Carreri-Lutz of Levenfield Pearlstein, LLC. So specifically with Andrea, who, you know, reached out uh, via Instagram and just said, hey, any way we can be of support, you know, especially um, with small women businesses, small creators, I don't want to say small creators, but you know what I mean. And we were like, yes, please, you know, share with us your wisdom and everything. So, you know, their team has been amazing. And like I said, um, Christina Lutz, um, legal representation, but most importantly, not only with the representation um, and the advice that they've given, but that support really, you know, exemplifying or really amplifying, I should say, the mission of what it's about, but that we were able to make through such a hard, difficult time, make these wonderful long lasting connections um, is one of the things that, you know, regardless, I have to kind of just look back and smile at. Um, so again, Andrea, Natasha, Christina, we are forever grateful. So thankful for you ladies. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Um, and also check them out. The prequel, that's the team of Andrea and Natasha is on Instagram. It is at the prequel, P-R-E, ooh, Lord, I'm tripping. Maybe the heat and the wine. P-R-E-Q-U-A-L. Um, so check them out on Instagram. We will tag them. But again, words will um, words can't express our gratitude. Yeah. We're so, so grateful. And they're yes. also their website is theprequel.com. And they are an innovation consultancy that solves problems, improves experiences, and generates revenue opportunities for women-owned businesses and those businesses serving women. And they were so helpful to us and so gracious. And I know that they will do that for so many more women. Absolutely. And so that kind of segues into the three organizations that we highlighted, you know, in our open letter where these are causes that um, are dear and near to our heart. Some of these are people who are near and dear to our heart, but the work most importantly is work that will, that really impacts at all the different cores, especially when we're talking about uh, creators, small business organizations. So Mon, if you want to talk a little bit about lawyers for the creative arts. Yeah, this is a Chicago-based group that provides legal services for creatives. And that was so important to us to represent because this that's what this became about for us was the rights of creatives. And they provide all types of services and resources needed that creatives could use to protect their legal rights in any way. So um, definitely check them out. Their website is law-arts.org. And so invest in her next um, organization. It's a Pittsburgh-based organization that came out of Coro, Pittsburgh. Coro is a national organization, but has a branch here in Pittsburgh. And this, uh, specifically with Invest in Her, they formed to support women-owned businesses. And we began our podcast with a grant 
And so it really feels important and necessary to reinvest our time and resources into other women entrepreneurs. I actually, when I was doing some work with Coro, facilitating women in leadership, a couple of their co-founders, specifically Elise Williams, came to speak at um, our event and share some of the knowledge and wisdom that they've had. So again, it's using our platform, that reinvestment, shared knowledge. I'm just looking real quick for the website. It's weinvestinher.org. Whoop, see, there we go. And um, Black Tech Nation, another um, Pittsburgh-based organization. They are multifaceted tech organization for Black creators, entrepreneurs, coders, and innovators. They recently launched Black Tech Nation Ventures, which aims to fund both Black entrepreneurs and recruit Black venture capitalists. And the founder of Black Tech Nation is Kalani Cook, who I met probably about maybe four or five years ago. Um, And she, oh, look at the Chicago connection. She's actually from Chicago. And uh, when I first met her, I just remember being like, man, she is dynamite. Like she is just really going to do some amazing things in this region. And she has. And the beautiful thing, again, it's about, as we say, it's bigger than a name. It's bigger than us. But she continues to pour in to other Black owners, entrepreneurs, and creators. So I'm really excited to see the work that they've done and that they will continue to do. So everyone definitely check them out as well. Their website is blacktechnation.com. You know what, Marita? It really wouldn't be a shattered glass episode if we didn't talk about a little bit of self-care. It's come up a little bit, but I feel like we should just, I feel like we should just exit this wonderful conversation with a little bit of self-care love. So what have you been doing to take care of yourself? Having a hot girl summer. So, uh, but safely (laughs) (laughs) having a safe hot girl summer. So what that looks like for y'all, um, is basically, you know, I'm thankful that, um, my close circle of friends and those who I hang out with, we're all fully vaxxed. We all trust science. Um, Mm. there's no conspiracy theorist in there. And so we're able to just really enjoy one another's company and safe spaces. So whether it's someone hosting, um, you know, I like to call them kickbacks, um, just like getting together because, you know, we have gone so long without seeing close and loved ones and families. And so one of the things throughout this pandemic is, you know, pre-pandemic, we were all in the hustle and bustle, like, oh, got to go to this event, got to go to this event, or, you know, specifically for me and my field, but now really spending time with those who I want to spend time with. So that's kind of how I've been able to pour into myself. And also, I got to tell people the wonders of what a white toenail pedicure will do for your boost. I heard about white toenail season, but child, I didn't know till the summer and I am an advocate. So that's, that's my self-care. What about you, mom? Oh my gosh. Well, it's hard to do all that with a one-year-old, but I will say that like, I similarly, I have really prioritized like getting together with people as much as I possibly can. And even through the pandemic, my, some of my friends would come over and sit and we did this. We sat on my porch and I brought out my little Mr. Heaters, (laughs) (laughs) which were amazing. It's so helpful. And that's how I survived winter. But what I've been doing for myself lately, because similarly, I just feel like 
I, I want to like do less and slow down and just kind of like be present with the life that I have in a, in a vaccinated fashion. Similarly, <laughs> hot but vac I, summer, hot vac summer for sure. I also deleted social media from my phone, mm. which has been like just a really helpful way to like uh, saying I'm unplugging is a generous term because that's not true. But I I do spend less time clicking around my phone and because, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my kid can just like see that I'm clicking around on this little box all the time. So I'm trying to avoid that being like all that they see. So, you know, that's how I've been taking care of myself in a new city. I hung all my artwork in my house. You Ooh, know, like you're an I adult. Think, yeah. Your house doesn't feel like your house until you really like decorate it, you know, and like put your own stuff on your walls and make it yours. So I've been trying to make my spaces feel like home and I encourage everyone to, I mean, we've all been spending so much time in our homes, I'm sure. So you know, support an artist, support a small artist and and make something, find something beautiful for your walls. If you can afford that right now. Etsy. (laughs) Yeah. Etsy. (laughs) Marita, I'm so grateful for you. Jess, our wonderful producer. I'm so grateful that we've had this opportunity to, you know, this wasn't what we expected, but good things came from it. Yes. Like Beyonce said, but she didn't directly say, Um, But when life hands you lemons, we're going to make some lemonade, ladies. And I love you both. Um, Again, no other people I would want to be on this journey with and just, you know, immensely proud of not only the work that we've done, but, you know, the work that um, we will continue to do and just grateful for us being present in one another's life. I don't know if it's the sweat or tears coming down right now, (laughs) but one or the other. But I love you. And Jess, you don't hear her on the podcast because she's our amazing producer. But Jess Kaminsky, y'all, she's the truth. And you know what we have to say now? Onward and upward, ladies. Straight through the glass. This episode was produced by Jessica Kaminsky with original music by Anthony LaMarca.